Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you can join us. But before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you have a complete plan for each and every one of us, Lord, and that it's not missing details, Lord, but that you are consistent and thorough in your planning, Lord, and that everything works together to, for good to those who love and work for you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you continue to bless the people around us, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you can use us to go and help people come out of some things that they're in, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you continue to move in ways that we don't think would be right, Lord, but that they are amazing and awesome, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study on the Lord's house and continuing in discussing earth as the choosing ground. Um, as, I, as I said, with the Lord's house, the study that we're doing, and we've been led to do, we're looking at the pattern and the example. And in this case, it's the original pattern that the Lord designed. And there are some things in there that we have to understand. It goes into why we're here and the point and purpose of, of all of this. Because the Lord doesn't do anything without there being a reason. Mm-hmm. He is the the master planner. That's right. Calling the end from the beginning. So if we understand Amen. some of the, I'll say the, the basic things or the initial things, it will help us to see uh, the bigger picture of what the Lord's doing, and give us a seeing that, or knowing or understanding that, will allow us to, I'll say, a better opportunity to come in line to be willing to come into alignment with what he's planning. So we're going to continue discussing the choosing ground. And um, honey, I'm going to continue to let you lead on this. Okay. Well, thank you. Kamisha, may I say something? Sure. Because we were talking offline about um, the weight of this and all. And I just just wanted to share something with the listeners to help you uh, consider all that you've taken in. And, um, you know, God's word is living and active. Amen. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. God's word is alive. Mm -hmm. There was a time when scientists believed the atom was the smallest um, component of life or cells, and then they found stuff below that as we got into Mm subatomic, and we get into all kinds of things. Um, It is foolish for us to believe that our learning or our understanding ever comes to an end, especially when it's the revelation that Jesus Christ provides for us through his word. It should be unending. It should not be finite. He is not finite, and his word is not finite. There are finite things in his word, mm-hmm. but his word and his Holy Spirit are ever revealing to us as we continue to be transformed. Amen. So just something to consider as you contemplate the things that are being uh, the things that you're that you're hearing mm. about uh, the temple, and e- even deeper into Earth, the choosing ground, and where you've been taking us in the last 
four uh, podcasts now that we've had, which is wonderful. I'm, 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 I'm really thankful for this and really feel like um, it's giving me a lot to consider. So, Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start by reading. Um, we're going to spend some time in Revelation today. But I want to read Revelation 19.10. And this, just a little background, the, the Apostle John was caught up in the spirit and being shown these things. He spent time talking to Jesus and then there was an angel that took him and showed him these things as they were being revealed. And um, so verse 10 says, and I fell, that's John, the Apostle John, I fell at his feet to worship him, referencing the angel that was showing him around. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I, I wanted to start there today because as we've referenced through the last um, podcast that we've talked about, the choosing ground, it's important for God's people to understand his heart towards us, that he wants us to know. He wants us to understand because when we understand, we're able to cooperate with him more fully, more readily. When I know that life isn't just about me and what I need, what I want done, me getting to heaven, et cetera, it takes the burden off trying to make every, um, everything about me. It, takes, it relieves me of that burden, which is blinding. And it allows me to see the heart of my, my savior, my Messiah, who is caring about the will of the Father and to see my Father's will in, in whole, in capacity of what he's actually doing. It's not, you know, some people think of God, he's just sitting here looking at a big chessboard and scratching his head and thinking, oh, I'll do this today and moving pieces around depending on what the enemy does and depending on how he feels and the whims um, that are um, fickle. But that's not who our God is. He is very articulate he is there is no planner that has a better plan than he does he declares the end from the beginning and he goes through great lengths to not only make the plan but to provide details every every cell of your body has been accounted for every blade of grass every flower jesus referenced every bird has been accounted for the very heads the the very hair on our head is numbered so even the hairs that have been shed or fallen out he knows where they are and he knows what number they are you know like if you brush your hair and some of the hair he knows what number they are (laughs) and he knows their eventual yes and amen (laughs) Amen. well charles looked at me like what huh so we serve a loving god who is vast complete, mighty, and thorough. Now, let's take a trip over to Revelation 22. You going to 8 and 9? Up. You want to read that, honey? You can. Go for it. Because it it brings us to another key point with this. This is uh, Revelation 22, 8 and 9. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, 
I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant and of your brethren the prophets and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Amen. And so the, the highlight of those two scriptures was to show us that prophecy is what gives us understanding. It brings light, right? Confidence yes. and um, a surety to what we're doing. It brings revelation, light, and the, the reference being light is revelation, illumination to what's going on to make it so that we, our footsteps are sure and then we're able to follow God because that's what God wants. We have to use our faith. That's a must. And we have to choose. So he wants us to choose him. So <clears throat> Revelation chapter 21 and chapter 22 is a description of the conclusion of the cleansing period, the choosing time that's been set apart to deal with the um, contamination that happened to the heavenly community. Remember when God speaks, he is not two-dimensional like we are. He is not limited in his thinking. He's talking about everything, which is why he can be delivering a prophecy in Isaiah, talking to the prince of Tyre, but actually be talking to the spiritual, the principality behind it, and, and Lucifer in particular, and also be referencing the king of Tyre, who was a natural man. This is how our God operates. Moses knew God's ways. He understood him, which allowed him to be used by God to the maximum potential. The children of Israel knew his hand. They just knew he did a couple of things here and there, but there was no connection to it. There was no life in it for them. There was, we go to the spot, God does something, that's it, and we go away. And every five seconds, they fell away from God. And, um, you know, that's a colloquialism. But oftentimes, they fell away from God and weren't able to endure because they didn't understand more about their God. They just mm -hmm. saw him in a two-dimensional way versus Moses, who knew him in Revelation, as in illumination, light, breath to breath with God. He has that for us and he wants it for us because it's important for our bond with him and our dynamic of being used by God in the earth because it's not all about us. Amen. And, and, <laughs> and you see that here, right? Um, well, you see that in a number of places. You brought up Moses. Mm -hmm. It says Moses knew his, his ways, right? David sought to know the Lord's ways and his thoughts. Mm -hmm. and, and here in the scriptures that we just read, you have John started as a disciple <clears throat> and is an apostle he's caught up to heaven and twice he bows down to worship a fellow servant and it, he says is an angel right mm -hmm. now this is someone who walked with jesus during his time on ministry he would know the difference right but the lord says what he says um you can look at matthew right uh, let me find it. Matthew 24. And uh, so it says, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. Now, I'm not saying John was worshiping a false prophet. Here he is in heaven. But it shows and it demonstrates, or should demonstrate to us, how close we need to walk with the Lord. 
how we need to remain in his presence like Moses sought to do. All right, and we're going to cover some of that here as we go through this, this study on the, the house of the Lord. Well, Moses, when he was up on the mountain with him, wanted to remain with him. The Lord had to send him down. He's like, no, you got to go down there now because the people are, are falling away. They've, they've, they've chosen to worship this, this golden calf. Right? Like the Lord knew what was happening and was giving instruction. And that's not the only time, mm-hmm. right? But let's recognize those times in our lives where I'll say in spite of all the good that the Lord is doing in our lives, we fall short. We fall away. We worship someone or something else instead of giving the glory, the honor, and the praise to the Lord to whom it's actually due. We need to recognize those things and uproot them and just remain close to him, remain rooted and grounded in him. Amen. Amen. Who would like to read today? Oh, Dini, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, John, as you're saying that, there's uh, something I think Zig Ziglar might have said it, but um, I don't don't remember, but it was interesting in that... um, you know, people say that you pay the price for success. Okay. Right? As if success costs you something. Mm-hmm. But failure is what costs you. Mm-hmm. Telling you what? <laughs> right? Absolutely. It's an investment in success. Mm-hmm. I know for me personally, and just Amen. being totally transparent, sometimes I've, I, it's, the, it's the thought, the incorrect thought, right, that doesn't come from a heavenly father, mm-hmm. that um, I'm giving up something to spend more time with God. Or to do the things that he's directed me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's that self that wants to get in there and say, I don't want to give this up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's flipping that to be, it's not a question of me giving it up. It's a question of me being able to invest it mm-hmm. in the Lord so that I'm not giving up eternity. Exactly. Because that would be a high cost. Man. Yes. So there, an eternal know, cost. Reminding exactly. yourself that it, it really is not a cost. It's an investment. Am I investing in my relationship? I mean, just think about it from, our, from a from a strictly physical side, don't look at the spiritual side. You know, if, when you invest well in a relationship, the relationship flourishes. When you mm-hmm. don't invest in the relationship, it doesn't flourish. And if the relationship is born out of a true love, then the desire to invest in the relationship is there. Mm-hmm. So then if the desire mm-hmm. not to invest, if, if there's no desire to invest in our relationship with Christ, what does that say about our love for him? Mm-hmm. I don't know for myself, you know, the, the illumination of God's word and the Holy Spirit, you know, quite often shines lights inside of me where I don't want it to go. But I have to be real with that because that's the only way I'm ever going to have that true fulfillment in him that I want to have. And mm-hmm. I have to subject myself to that. But Amen. I get to reap the reward for that. Amen. And, and the Amen. love that we're giving our Lord is only because he first gave it to us. Amen. So we're reciprocating it back to him. Like, how could same if you know we, honey you brought up well, revelation everything everything, everything everything is from him yes everything is you from have him. the crowns and and the elders just throwing their crowns before the, well how did they have a crown to give him if they weren't first given one Amen. but this is how it like so you see this pattern as well throughout scripture like how could somebody sow seed if they weren't first given seed to sow or or any right mm-hmm. and anything the lord gave us stuff because it's his he wants mm-hmm. us to have it but Right, we're just returning some of what he gave us back to himself, Amen. and you see that throughout, um, throughout the entirety of Scripture. 
it matters and mm-hmm. and i love how you brought up the the um well about thoughts and which thoughts are we going to focus on the ones that come from our heavenly father or the ones that don't right jesus being the last adam his unique role just like adam right the lord made everything the father made everything pass before adam and whatever he called it that's what it was so as it pertains to christ our lord and savior let's let everything pass before him pass by before him and whatever he calls it whatever he says it is that's what it is and our lives would be so much easier we would walk with so much more strength and power and all those things right jesus was given the spirit without measure which is an incredible (laughs) my brain can't even comprehend all that like what that that is and looks like and I say that because then Jesus says, greater things than these you will do. You will do. Mm-hmm. If he was given the spirit without measure, but we'll do greater things. That's an incredible thought to to meditate on and have the Holy Spirit minister to you. But why was he given that? Because he could be trusted with it. He could be trusted. And how did, he, did the Father know he could be trusted? Because he was obedient. He demonstrated his love for the Father by being obedient to everything that he was commanded to do. Yes. He invested in that relationship. And as a result of investing in his relationship with his heavenly Father, he had so much to pour out, to give to everyone else. And, and so, Jesus said it like this, I have secret food that you do not know of, exactly. and that is to do the will of my Father in heaven who sent me. And he also said, I have come to do your will, O Lord. Mm -hmm. That was what propelled him. That was what made him lay down his life. His driving forth, if you will, the inner, you know, in the natural, we talk about like, what what drives you? What is your why? What's the, the thing that motivates you? For Jesus, and it should be for all of us, is just to be pleasing to our Heavenly Father, Mm -hmm. that he be pleased with us. And while we are the apple of his eye, there is no comparison between us and his love for Father God, right? Because if he loved us more than he loved God, he would be out of order. And Christ is the restorer of God's divine order. He's the reconciler. So what propelled him was the love of God to do the will of the Father. That, That was his dynamic, and that allowed him to be used without limitation, right? And he yes. tried to take none of it for himself. He gave up what he everything, came here, did what God told him to do in completion. And, and was able to, at the end of that, gain the reward of being restored to the glory that he had with the Father before the world was. Which is our promise as well, but we do have to take his pattern. We have to do what he did to get what he has. Mm-hmm. We have to make ourselves... Um, see the will of the father see what it is that he wants so we can align with it and then use that as our strength to get it done not looking to our own flesh um i had a lot of questions like i I loved god and but i was like i hear pieces of what's being said but none of it actually brings quiet to my inward man like i i know you're the truth jesus i all of these things but when I could just only see him in the limited capacity of what I did in my life, there were holes that things were missing. 
but understanding that my God has a plan and I can partake of that and allow his fullness and his glory to show through me, then I can actually line up with what my Lord and Savior looks like because that's exactly what he did. And then he was able to be used by God without limitation and then reap the reward at the end. So for fullness and for liberty, um, it also relieved me to understand God in this way. Like, okay, tell me what's going on because it's just about me in this one moment. Does not make sense? But when I look at everything, okay, now I can understand you, God, and I can cooperate with you because it's not all about just this one moment. And then my, my life is what <laughs> eternity. Okay. But, um, let's look at revelation chapter 20. Um, Let's start in verse 9 and read to the end of the chapter. Anybody would like to read? Chapter 20? Chapter 20. Oh, I will then. Okay. They went upon the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints in the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on from whose one second flip the page <laughs> face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to the works. By the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. Can I have another uh, volunteer to read and pick up in chapter 21, verse 1? And just read verses 1 and 2. I'll do that. All righty. Then I saw a new haven, heaven and new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. Amen. So on our timeline, we're looking at after Jesus is satisfied, Father God is satisfied, everything has been reconciled and purified. Everyone's made their choice. All the life that is coming that are still being born into the earth, they've all been born, they've all made their choice. And God is the one who determines the heart. He looks at the inward things, not how we calculate when we think a choice has been made, but according to his standards. So everybody's come through the earth and had the opportunity to choose and Satan, we see him, his kingdom is done away with and judged. And then we see that those that have chosen Christ, whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that's how you get your name there, choosing Christ. And now that separation is going to be finalized. One kingdom is going to each, actually both kingdoms are going into eternity. One kingdom is going into heaven and the glory of the Lord and the grace of God. The other is going into hell, which will then be thrown into the lake of fire. 
two kingdoms that are separate. And we referenced before that the bride of Christ is both the people or the place first and the people coming together as one. We, we see in Proverbs, a prince who has no people <laughs> lacks honor. He has, he has nothing, right? What are you the prince over if you have no people? So if you have a land, but there's nothing in it and no one there, how, how much of a blessing is that? But when you have much people, now there's rejoicing, right? Now there's honor that goes yes. along with that. All righty. Now let's, let's continue reading here. Mr. Rich, will you pick up reading for me again? And verse three. Yes, pick up in verse three. All right. And you can read the verse ten, please. Okay. <coughs> and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and He will dwell among them." And they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write these words in faithful true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly and the unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of seven last plagues came and spoke with me saying <clears throat> here come here i will show you the bride the the right of the lamb um <clears throat> and he carried me in the spirit to great high to and high mountains and showed me holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Amen. Okay. Can I have someone read for me verse 22 through 27? I can do it. All righty. <laughs> get there. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And its lamp is the Lamb. By its light with the nations walk, will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And it, its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, for no one, 
nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we saw that, that, that thread, I will be their God, they will be my people, <laughs> referenced here again. We also saw the, the Lamb's wife, but then at the latter part, verses 22, we saw the sun and the moon no longer having their place. Time is concluded. Do we see that? Yes. yes. Okay, now we've entered into eternity. All things are right and well. And going forward, the rest of the way, how God intends, intended from us, for us from the beginning to enjoy our place with him, we have decided wholeheartedly for him. The only ones present are the ones who love him. All the adversaries, in whatever form they chose to align, have taken their place in the lake of fire. And... Um, Verse 27 is important. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So no more is it going to be contaminated again since it's been cleaned from the initial contamination. That makes sense? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, I just thank you that you make us clean, Lord, and you bring us into a right standing with you through Christ's blood, Lord, that he shed on the cross, Lord, for the remission of our sins, God. And I thank you for the glory that you crown us with, Lord, that Christ has given us a share in, Lord, as long as we walk with him. And Lord, I just thank you for all that you're doing and all that you have done, Lord, and the things that you will continue to do, Lord. And We thank you for the ability to be satisfied with your long life, Lord, and see your salvation, Lord, and the things that you bring about in our lives, Lord, the blessings that you pour out on us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.